What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Lennon and Limes podcast, where I'm your host, Lennon McNeil, and I'm excited to start this journey of podcasting, where mainly we'll be talking about the UFC, but any other news going on in this world. So I want to start it off talking about UFC 300. Now we look at this card, and we're seeing Zhang Weili fighting, which is obviously people are very underrating that fight. And we see Aljamain Sterling fighting Calvin Katana in a in at in his debut at featherweight, which is very important for him, as now we will see Marab moving, Marab moving up to that number one contender spot after UFC 299, where I do think Cheeto Vera will come out on top of a unanimous decision. But going back to it at UFC 300, we gotta look at matchups that are possible, because I know all of us are wondering, what is going on with this car? Why are we not getting? any of the matchups that we want. Now I want to talk about some of these matchups. As fans, I know we, we all want Izzy Pereira 3. That is the matchup we want. We, we all want it. It's, it settles it. It settles the final fight that they will ever have of, their, of one of the greatest rivalries in combat sports history. But if we're being realistic right now, that fight realistically will not happen. It's just impossible for that fight to happen as... As Israel Adesanya needs to go back down to middleweight and finish off what he started by beating either Drakus Duplessis or Sean Strickland in a rematch to become the middleweight GOAT. But now I think what, what the main event of UC 300 will be, will be, it will be Alex Pereira versus Jamal Hill for the undisputed light heavyweight belt, where we will see Jamal Hill KO Alex Pereira inside of, inside of two rounds. But... It's my prediction. But I think the co-main event we will see, Leon Edwards versus Bilal Muhammad, which I think will end up being a very technical fight, a fight that even though fans do not want, will end up being very good. Now, right now, when we look at UFC 300, we're thinking this card is looking terrible. We do not, UFC 299 looks better. And, and honestly, it is. UFC 299 is looking way better than UFC 300, as we see. Sean O'Malley taking on Cheeto. Then we have in the co-main event, Dustin Poirier taking on Bana St. Denise, which I think is a phenomenal fight to have as we finally see Dustin going down in the rankings to fight a contender. But I do think Dustin should have been taking on Colby Covington in a five-round main event fight night. I think that would have been an amazing fight to make. Or even see... No, I don't think that would honestly work, though. Holloway versus Poirier, three. But we need, also, Max Holloway versus Gaethje. I know a lot of fans want to see it, and a lot of fans don't. As a lot of fans are thinking that Holloway would be KO'd by Gaethje inside of a couple rounds. I mean, even though Max's chin has never been... Even though Max's chin has never been cracked, it, it's Justin Gaethje. He hits harder than anyone in that 155 division but so if we don't do Holloway who does he fight I think he should take on Aljamain Sterling the the Calvin versus Sterling fight should never even been made it should have always been at UFC 300 Sterling taking on Holloway but Holloway has something in his contract probably saying he does not do three round fights he has to be in a five round fight because that's where he's his best when was the last time Holloway had a three-round fight? I, I have no idea. But 
I could see, I could see if Aljamain is able to beat Calvin, that we will see Sterling versus Holloway for a number one contenders fight. Where I do think they, the winner will be taking on Volk. I think Volk is too much to handle against Toporia. You, you can never bet against the undefeated, and Volk has never lost at featherweight. And I don't see that happening now. Everyone looks at Toporia, and they see how good Toporia is. They see his ground game. They see what he did to Ryan Hall, who was a submission master. So he didn't knock him out in round, one round. They see what he did to Josh Emmett, and we see what Josh Emmett did to Bryce Mitchell. Ilya Teporia is 100% going to be a future UFC champion, but that but he will not be a UFC champion in in the coming of two months. He will just not. Alexander Volkanovsky is too good at fighting. He's too good at game planning. He's too good at timing. Teporia will be dominated in the coming of February, and I feel a lot of people are looking the other way with Volk being KO'd by Islam. Even, and Islam is the number one pound for pound fighter in the world, and Volk came in on short notice. I mean, if you think about it, Volk, Volk came in there when he had a full camp, and he competed with Islam, questionably won the fight. So I think Volk will dominate Toporia, maybe even getting a third, third round TKO. But the danger will always be there with Toporia. Moving on to Strickland versus Dracus Duplessis. And now this is an epic fight. This is an epic fight that we have. And I mean, it I, It can either go either way. You see it in the odds, how close the odds are. We look at Sean Strickland and we see his biggest advantage going into this fight is his ability to, well, one, manage the distance, and two, his stamina. As obviously now people are going after Drakus beat Robert Whitaker. He looked, he looked phenomenal. Drakus, no surgery, is a mythical fighter now. But is he? We saw him for eight, nine minutes where it looked like he started to breathe heavy in that second round against Whitaker when there wasn't even a fast pace going on. It was just a lot of stand striking with combinations, but it wasn't a, a very fast pace. So now when we look at that, we see Drakus versus Constantine. Now, Drakus can get Sean out of there in the first two. He'll be the champ, obviously. But if he does not get Sean Strickland out of there in the first two rounds, and he doesn't win one of the rounds, he is going to get dominated and in, in probably end up getting TKO'd. Because Sean Strickland's pressure will be too much. His pressure will just be too much for, for Drakus to handle. So we will see. We'll see Sean Strickland retain the belt, and then they will probably make Chumaya, which is undeserving, but Chumaya versus Strickland for the middleweight belt. Now, if we look at then we'll, then let's look at Cejudo versus Duvalish Wheelie. Now, coming in here, both guys are two of the best wrestlers in the East. Well, I wouldn't call Marab a great wrestler. I would call him a great grappler. Because if you look at 0 for 16 on takedowns against Aldo, he dominated Jan on the ground, but when you shoot 50 takedowns, you're going to get 10 of them. And we look at we look at Cejudo coming in off of a split decision loss to Sterling. Or I did think Sterling won 49-46 in that fight. It seemed like Sterling dominated every round besides the fifth. So, looking in here, we see Rob, who has beat Peter Jan, 50-45. And we look at Aljamain, who beat... Jan, 48-47, split decision, even though it was kind of unanimous in a lot of people's eyes. 
Now, now if we look at that and we do math, Marab should have no trouble with Cejudo, especially in a three-round fight where Cejudo hasn't had a three-round fight in seven years. So looking at that, but math, MMA math never works, as we know. So I would say I do think Marab will edge, will edge this one out against Cejudo and be able to win that where he will get the number one contender's fight against Sean O'Malley or Cheeto Vera, or I think he dominates both to a unanimous decision. Now, back to UFC 300, we're looking, I want to go into a deeper dive into Pereira versus Hill. As we look at the two guys, two strikers, and I know a lot of people are looking, Hill's just, he hasn't proved anything. He beat Glover, that's his only victory, knocked out Johnny Walker. But if we look at what Pereira has had trouble with in his career in the UFC, obviously only Adesanya. But when he had the most trouble is when Adesanya would switch from orthodox to southpaw in that fight, in both the fights, in all the fights that they ever had. When Adesanya would switch, he's scared to throw. Pereira seems to get nervous. He doesn't like to throw that calf kick anymore. And when we look at Jamal Hill, he's able to switch stances better than anyone. We saw that against Teixeira where he came in and he was switching stances at, with those high kicks where he could, and we saw it on Jamal Hill's podcast where he said he was bred in MMA, and that is true. Pereira wasn't bred in MMA, but that that fight will take, will be on the feet, where I do think Jamal Hill, he's too powerful, he's too strong. He's going to be one of those only guys that comes in there bigger than Pereira, and I think he does knock Alex Pereira out cold. Remember Jamal Hill? One of the most underrated chins in the UFC. We saw what he did when he snapped his arm and he and he took that many shots from Paul Craig still being even conscious is unbelievable. But I do think Jamal Hill will be able to KO Pereira very early. And just taking a close look at Muhammad versus Edwards. Taking a look at that one, we see Edwards coming in on... If it's a 13-fight win streak with one no contest in there, or 12-fight win streak with one no contest, I mean, that that's very hard to put together. And we see how good Leon Edwards is. We see the striking. We see what he did to Kamar Usman in the, in the second fight, knocking him out, coming from behind, one of the greatest moments ever. But then we see what he was able to do, not at altitude, where he wasn't tired, he came in there, and he was able to pull out and, a very, very good majority decision against Usman for a second time. And then we see what he did to Colby Covington, taking Colby Covington down, almost getting two submissions, almost locking up a triangle and a guillotine, which was unbelievable. Now, Colby, obviously, king of excuses. We're gonna, we see him saying he broke his foot until we see a, maybe a medical doctor saying, a real one, that thing that he did. It's hard to believe anything that he says. But Edward's coming in here off of a very great performance. And I think we see Leon Edwards versus Muhammad will end up being a very good fight. It'll be very technical. You know, as some people don't like to watch Bilal, but Bilal is a very good fighter. He's very, very technical. He knows what he's doing. But his only TKO win was over Sean Brady, which has aged very well if you look at it with him. With Sean Brady absolutely dominating Kelvin Gastelum. But Muhammad coming in here, there's no really knockout power. He couldn't he couldn't finish a one-armed Gilbert. And you look at Edwards, only 
realistically only one major knockout in his career. And he's always had many KO finishes, but only one at the top. He's just really been a phenomenal striker who's able to get get enough rounds to win a twenty unanimous decision. But going into this fight, I think Leon will dominate. Not dominate, but I think he will be able to stick on the outside against a smaller Muhammad who's three inches shorter. And I think he will be able to pull out a pretty easy unanimous decision win where he will retain the belt for his third title defense. I think at that point, there's two options he has. It's either that if Islam is able to beat Gaethje or the winner of Oliveira versus Sarukian, he takes on Makachev or he moves up to fight. He could even move. He could move up and fight Sean Strickland for the middleweight belt. Because I think that would be a phenomenal fight to make. As we see Leon, who is able to keep a good pace, one of the best strikers we see. And and we see Sean Strickland. We see Leon would come in way bigger. And the, the craziest thing about that fight is I think Leon is uh, maybe an inch taller than Sean Strickland. So that would be a great fight to have. But I think that the best fight in the sport to make right now is Pereira versus Hill. I think that's a very technical fight. But we'll see if Dana wants to make that fight anytime soon. On to other news. We see we see in the NFL today, we see the Texans taking on the Browns and the Chiefs taking on the Dolphins. Now, I think that is a great fight to make. Or not great fight. <laughs> it's a, that's a great playoff game, both of them. But I do think the Browns will be able to take down the Texans fairly easily, with the Texans being very banged up. And I think Flacco's proving he, is still, he still has enough in him to get the job done. And the Dolphins versus the Chiefs. I think that game will be a shootout. I think we maybe see... 38-37, Dolphins go for two and don't get it. Maybe the Chiefs go for two, don't get it. I think it's going to be a narrow one-point victory for one of the teams in a high-scoring game, a great playoff game. Maybe even overtime. I could totally see overtime. But I do think that a lot of people are underrating the Dolphins coming in. As we look, the Chiefs, Dolphins' offense are very close, but if you had to guess, I would say that the Dolphins' defense is way better than the Chiefs' defense. So I could see that the Dolphins will be able to take down the Chiefs and face the sixth seed, probably face the Ravens in the second round, which I could see them also winning that game. But as of right now, Lamar Jackson does not look human. And I think right now he would easily take down any teams in the playoff. And then NBA-wise, we, we have... Well, coming in on Tuesday, I think we will see one of the best games of the year so far in in the 76ers versus the Nuggets, where we will see the two MVP candidates of the last five years taking on each other again. And every time you see those two go against each other, Jokic and Embiid, it is a phenomenal game. When we look at it last time, played has, Embiid had to sit out one of the games last year. Look at the last time they played, high scoring web, 125 to one. 17, 119, as Embiid was able to score 50, 47, and 17 rebounds around there. 
So I think Embiid will be able to take will be able to take another one off of Jokic. And I, I do think Embiid is the best player in the NBA as of today. I don't think there's anyone that you can compare to him. He's too good. He's too good at scoring. People just don't like how he gets the job done. And that's with three throws. But I think that'll be a great game on Tuesday. And, yeah, I I think everything in sports right now is going great. And tonight we have Magomed and Kalayev taking on Johnny Walker in a five-round main event fight night. Now, it does totally suck that we see Manel Cop being taken off the card, as that is his eighth UFC fight cancellation and a multiple, multiple by weight miss, which if you're not going to be able to make the weight, you got to move up. That's just what it is. I mean, he can't even call out Kai anymore. He can't call out Kai Karafranz. As when you miss weight that many times, you just don't get what you want. I mean, you can rebook the fight maybe, but it's just he had a huge hype train coming behind him after his last fight, after his last fight interview. And it's just, it seems like that has gone away pretty quickly as people, when you miss weight, and now people are finding out that he has missed weight many times. It's just, it's just really sad to see from Cop, as he will probably have to move up to Bantamweight pretty soon. But as we take a look at Jim Miller fighting tonight, as he will be, still hold the record for most fights in the UFC, hopefully he's able to get the job done pretty quickly so he can be on UFC 300, as I think that would be legendary. If he's able to be on 1, 2, and 300, that would be pretty cool. But in other news, we as finally... We have Johnny Walker versus Ankalaya. And I think I think that there's a small chance Johnny Walker shocks the world tonight and gets that well, he, you can't push him over Stylebender or Hill for a title shot. But if he does get the job done now the only way he does get the job done is by a pretty early flying knee, because once Ankalaya starts getting a takedown, I think he will find a submission pretty early. But last time we did see Johnny Walker put on his back even though it was against Ian Kutalaba, he was able to pull off the rear naked choke finish, starting his win streak, getting up to his point now. But I think it will be domina- domination from the Russian tonight. But in other news, thank you all for listening. Hope you have a great day, great weekend. See you all next time.